<laughs> Cut the shit. The longer you take to sacrifice the fun things that don't feed your success, the longer you will starve. And you will find and attract people that are exactly at the level that you're vibrating at. What's up, you guys? This is Asia Castillo, and I'm your host of Cut the Shit. Welcome to episode five of Cut the Shit. Today's episode is called Don't Treat Me Average. So before we jump into today's topic, I did want to give a huge thank you to everyone who tuned in to my last podcast episode titled Mastering Detachment. We are now at 7,000 plays, you guys. I can't believe it. I'm so thankful to everyone who tuned in and shared it with their loved ones. And I got so many nice messages from you guys talking about how much this podcast inspires you to make changes in your current situations and just inspires you to move better and, you know, just to grow you. And it means a lot to me that I'm able to inspire you guys and speak life into you guys and that you appreciate the effort that I put into this podcast because it can be really frustrating to record sometimes because I'm such a perfectionist. And if I feel like I'm not hitting all my points, I re-record like 55 times, (laughs) which I'm trying to work on. Um, the other thing I did want to mention is obviously Happy New Year. It is 2022 now and I'm so excited to see what this year has in store and I pray that everyone listening to this podcast applies all the lessons that they learned in 2021 to this new year and is able to grow and prosper and I want you guys to claim this year with me and make it a great one. So cheers to 2022 and great things ahead. The other thing I wanted to mention to you guys is in my last episode, I had told you guys that I am now going to be starting an advice segment and I actually got some emails from you guys for submissions for the advice segment. So I'm going to be sharing those at the end of today's episode. So I'm so excited that I got a few of you that wanted advice from me. It means a lot to me that you guys trust me with your stories and trust me to, you know, share my advice and what I would do if I was in your situation. So I appreciate the submissions. I appreciate the support. And let's get into today's episode because I think a lot of you guys need this one. And I honestly am speaking to myself in this episode too. So let's get into it. So I wanted to start off with this quote that I seen on Instagram the other day and I wanted to share it with you guys and it says, set your standards, don't mistake what you're offered with what you are worth and I wanted to share that quote with you guys because it obviously goes with today's episode topic and I think that a lot of us sometimes can get caught up in wanting a relationship so bad that sometimes we confuse what we're offered with what our actual worth is and not every offer needs to be accepted 
okay and on top of that not every man deserves to experience you and you need to be very protective with who you're allowing to not only touch your body but touch your mind and touch your spirit and touch your soul and experience you in various ways you have to protect that part of you because if you're not being picky about who's allowed in your energy you are going to get drained with dating very quickly Okay, and I was just in a situation that I want to share with you guys because I think that it'll kind of put things into perspective if you guys are struggling with sticking to your standards and not allowing somebody to try and discount your worth. So I was in a situation where there was a guy who had a couple of really good qualities about him and I think that I got so caught up in these qualities because I felt like I hadn't really ran into men that had those sorts of qualities and I got hung up on those things but then I realized that the things that were the most important to me and the expectations that I had that were top priority for me were not being met and so I started challenging myself in ways where I was like okay so this is really important to me but okay but he's 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 a good guy like he's not terrible um but is he everything that I want no does he possess qualities that are very important to me not really is he consistent absolutely not So I found myself in a position where I was making like this pros and cons list and a lot of the things that I noticed about this connection with this person were not positive and I felt like whenever I would bring a situation to his attention or bring up something that bothered me and the main thing that we would always argue about was communication so we were in a long distance situation I'm not going to call it a relationship because we were kind of just getting to know each other and I felt like there was a lot of lack of consistency there and it was very frustrating for me because I just feel like if we are in something long distance and I can't even build a connection with you through communication, then what do we really have? Because we don't have the, you know, luxury of being in the same city and being able to see each other. So on top of having that con, now you're not even making the effort to speak to me on a daily basis and show me that I'm a priority in at least some sense. And I don't expect to be the priority, you know, the number one priority in someone's life. I don't think that's healthy, but I do expect to be at least a priority in your life, especially if you're like, if you're very interested and you make it known that you want me to be your woman like how am I going to be your woman if you don't even take the time out of your day to speak to me or to check in on me or send me a good morning text or a good night text it just doesn't make sense to me so I found myself in this situation and it was this constant argument of well, you know, you say you want me, but then you're not properly communicating with me throughout the day and I feel like I'm putting all this effort into you and I'm trying to do my part, but you're just like giving me not even the bare minimum. And so it eventually 
turned into something where I felt like I was nagging a person to give me something that was so simple and should be a given. And it really started to dawn on me that I was discounting my worth. Like, even though this person had a few good qualities that I really liked about him, there were all of these cons that I was overlooking because I wanted the situation to work. And like I said, I feel like a lot of us can be guilty with, you know, mistaking our worth with what we're offered. And this is the thing. I really had to sit down with myself and be honest. I had to go through, you know, like old journal like passages that I had explaining what type of expectations I had for a partner and what was important to me and the qualities that I really, really, really wanted in my next relationship. And keep in mind, these qualities that I looked for in a partner and the things that I wanted to feel from a partner were not things that I wasn't willing to reciprocate. So the things that I expected from a person were things that I was already doing and I already had myself. So for me, it just didn't make sense that I was begging someone to do things for me that I was already doing for them communication shouldn't be an argument you should just do it because you're interested in me and you want to talk to me and you want to check in on my day see how I'm doing and if I'm doing it for you why is it such a situ like why is it such a like a difficulty for you to do it in return and so it was just this big power struggle between the both of us and I felt like a lot of the time he was trying to gaslight me and make me feel like I was asking for too much and that, you know, I was too difficult and that I was crazy. And the thing about it is a lot of men will try to manipulate you and see how much they can get away with in the very beginning. And ladies, it is so so important for you to genuinely know yourself and be so strong with what you expect and the standards that you have in place when you're dating because a lot of these men will try to make a fool out of you and if you don't know what you want from a partner and you don't know yourself and know what's important to you They will play the hell out of you and they will manipulate you and they'll use these tactics to try to make you feel like you are the problem. And I want to tell you ladies, please don't fall for that because anything that you want out of a relationship that you already possess or you are willing to reciprocate is nothing that you do not deserve. So if you are asking for consistency and you are giving that person consistency, then what the hell? Like that should be a given. Like I shouldn't even have to ask for that. If I'm having to be in a lane where I'm constantly confused about how you feel about me, then the situation is not going to work and I need to simply walk away because any man that is worth being a part of my life and genuinely values me as a woman and sees my worth is not going to have me in a lane of confusion. He's going to make it known how he feels about me and he's going to address 
you know, my feelings, especially if I'm sitting down and I'm having a respectful conversation about how something bothers me, that man is going to understand that and give me changed behavior. He's not going to say, I'm sorry, and then do the the same thing the next day, okay? Like, that's not how things work, and you need to know when somebody is taking advantage of the situation and is trying to play games with you because if a man has you in the boat of confusion, it's because he doesn't really care about you. It's that simple. And I want to share with you guys something that I learned the very, very, very hard way. Okay? If a man wants to, he will. If a man doesn't want to, he won't. It's very simple and it sounds harsh, but it's the truth. And (sighs) ladies, stop nagging them. Stop nagging men. Stop begging them. Stop pleading for changed behavior. Okay, because nagging a man over and over and over and over and over and over again is literally the preparation you are choosing to partake in to make him better for the next woman. Do you know how many times I've had to literally watch a man treat the next woman the way I was begging him to treat me during the relationship? I literally made husbands out of a lot of these men because I did everything but leave. Tell him once. Have a solid, respectful conversation. And buy a solid respectful conversation i mean make it constructive don't sit there don't yell at him don't nag at him don't be disrespectful don't be condescending sit him down the way you'd want somebody to sit you down and help them understand what your needs are and how you feel they're not being met and then set the expectation moving forward and if he genuinely values you and genuinely wants to make it work that man is going to be able to take your feelings into consideration listen to what you have to say and then move accordingly if this man tries to turn the situation around on you and treat you as if you're asking for too much or you're too difficult or you have way too high of a standard then that just means you're asking the wrong person because somebody who genuinely cares about you is going to rise to the occasion so don't sit there and nag a man over and over and over and over again because all that work that you put into that man to make him better and constantly sit in his ear and do all this and then the relationship end up not working out anyways because he's not your person now guess what he made a practice out of you And now he's going to be better to the next person. I don't want to be the reason why somebody treats somebody else better. I'd rather just know my worth in this situation and be able to walk away from it when it's no longer serving me in any type of positive way. And that's a lesson that took me very, very long to learn. But I'm so happy that with the situation I got out of, I was able to apply that knowledge and walk away when I realized that this person wasn't genuinely who I wanted and I would have been settling by staying with somebody that treated me so average and so regular and genuinely didn't care about making me feel happy and didn't care about my feelings and, you know, genuinely didn't want to grow with me. 
I feel like I've just grown so much and I'm so proud of myself to be able to be in this position where I'm able to say, hey, you know what? No bad blood at the end of the day, but you're just not for me and that's okay too. I'm not upset with him. You know, I don't have any animosity towards him or dislike him in any way. It's just he's not my person and I'm glad that I was able to, you know, get out of the situation without having bad blood and be able to remain open for the person that isn't going to treat me in those ways and is going to rise up to my standards because again, I don't ask for anything that I cannot reciprocate and I don't ask them to bring anything to the table that I don't already put on the table. So ladies, it's so important to understand your worth and understand that the things that you are asking for are never too much. You are just asking and expecting those things out of the wrong person. And I was scrolling through my notes just the other day and it's so funny because I wrote this passage on October 7th and it goes with today's podcast episode and so I want to read it to you guys. It says, I no longer take risks that can have the consequence of me losing myself. I have no desire to try to see the potential of someone at the expense of breaking my own heart. I care and love me too much to risk myself emotional pain. Get comfortable saying no thank you to things that don't align with what you desire, even if it gets lonely. I'd rather be lonely and at peace than taken and stressed out by bad company. And this is so true because I've been single for a while now and there are times where I find myself, you know, kind of looking at my standards or my expectations and, you know, reading what I've written down in my journals about how I want my next relationship to be and because I've experienced so many people that are the opposite of, you know, what I want in a person, I find myself feeling like, okay, well, maybe I am asking too much and I don't know, maybe, you know, my person isn't all of these things on this list or, you know, like sometimes I can just feel discouraged because I feel like I'm constantly running into these people that aren't aligning with what I really want my future partner to be like. And the thing that I want to tell you is a lot of the time, life will test us and God will test us to see if we are still willing to entertain old situations. And I know that a lot of us can sometimes feel like, oh, I guess my ex wasn't so bad, you know, and you can kind of get caught up in the idea of, well, maybe this new version of me can make it work. And maybe I was taking all these things for granted and, and I want you to understand that this way of thinking is so toxic and it's just not healthy because it's so not true. You know, people are in your past for a reason. And just because you feel a little bit, you know, pressured or you feel lonely or, you know, you're longing to have a partner, that doesn't mean that you need to start opening old doors. Because the thing about it is sometimes, like I just said, God will test you and God can't open new doors for you if you're still standing in the doorway of your old ones. 
okay because at the end of the day those doors need to be locked and shut so that you're able to look forward and genuinely appreciate the opportunity that god is presenting in front of you and unless you learn how to let go of your past and genuinely move forward you will never be introduced with anything that is worthwhile if you keep looking back so keep looking forward and be able to be so comfortable and so at peace with yourself and know that the qualities and the standards that you have are not too high so that when people present you with offers you can say no thank you i know that i'm worth more Don't settle for mediocre-ass behavior from men. Don't settle for men who act like they're too busy for you. Don't settle for men who don't go out of their way to make plans with you and plan dates and do special things to make you smile. And I was thinking about this the other day too. And I just feel like I've survived so many terrible ass relationships and i've healed and i've became so much more worthy and stronger and beautiful because of how much i worked on myself and had to heal and how much hard work that i put into elevating that i'll be damned if i end up in a relationship with somebody who treats me as though i'm average i don't want to be treated average And I think, too, if you are a person who's experienced a lot of disrespect or negligence from your parents or past relationships, somebody who shows you human decency or shows you, like, any type of, I guess, like, shows you the bare minimum, you latch onto it so quick because you're like, oh, my God, you're amazing, But I really want you guys to genuinely sit down and think of what the bare minimum looks like and don't jump at people because they're nice to you. Don't jump at, you know, offers because, oh, he took you on one day or because he texts you or because he's nice to you or because he's patient with you. You know, of course, appreciate those qualities because not everyone possesses them, but don't feel as though you have to accept that offer because he's doing the bare minimum. Those things should be a given. Don't jump at those offers because you have a past of shitty people. People shouldn't be shitty to you. And I hear a lot of girls like, oh, he's nice and oh, he does this and oh, he should. He should. He should be nice to you. He should be respectful. That's not like that doesn't deserve like a round of applause. Like that is the bare minimum. Any man that you're interested in, any man that is worth dating or even worth your energy or time should possess the bare minimum. Those are qualities that should be a given. Those aren't qualities that mean, oh, okay, yeah. Um, this is the person I need to settle down with because he's he shows me the bare minimum. Like, no. I want you to challenge yourself to expect more. I want to challenge you to sit down and really think about the qualities that you want from a partner. Think about qualities that 
you tend to give in a relationship. Think about standards that you meet that you want your partner to mirror. Think about things that are important to you. Think about qualities that are going to help you grow and are going to challenge you. And what do you want your partner to make you feel? You know, what type of relationship do you want to experience? Really think about that and sit down with yourself and think about what you need from your future relationship. And I don't want you to settle for the bare minimum. I don't want you to jump at the first offer because he's nice to you because he should be fucking nice to you. Like, what the fuck? He should be nice to you. So, like I said, sit down with yourself Write down the things that are important to you. Write down things that you're able to reciprocate. Be realistic about your expectations. Don't expect things out of someone that you haven't expected out of yourself, okay? You can't expect to attract a partner that is his best self if you are not your best self. So work on being your best self. Everything that you want a partner to have, you should have, okay? And the thing about it is, yes, There should be, you know, certain qualities that your partner might be strong in that you lack in. And, you know, that's that's a part of growing together and you being able to learn from your partner. But the base should be that you guys are equally yoked for the most part. You know, you don't want to have an out of balance relationship. And so, like I said, make sure that what you're expecting in your partner are things that you're able to mirror and reciprocate. Your boundaries and your standards are going to keep you from experiencing a lot of bullshit. And I think a lot of us can get really caught up with the idea of being chosen by someone that we forget to do the choosing. You are the creator of every aspect in your life and a partner is not the exception to the rule. You choose your life partner. Do not settle. If someone isn't matching up with your energy and your vibe and what you're giving out and you're constantly pouring into that person, you're going to eventually be empty and you're going to waste all that effort and energy on someone who is not deserving of it and miss out on the person that would have reciprocated that. A boyfriend is a potential life partner, especially when you're a person who moves with genuine intent and you date with a purpose. This is the person that you can potentially create a life with, build a home with, a family with. A partner is such a huge part of your life. And why would you want them to be mediocre or treat you mediocre? You know, put a lot of importance on remaining open for the right person. Don't take up your time investing into people who are not worthy of your energy and are not reciprocating, you know, your effort and your energy because eventually you're going to burn out. And then by the time the right person is ready to be in the picture and be with you, you're going to be so depleted that you're just not even going to have the energy to entertain them. So remain open and, and full and protect yourself from these people who are just like energy vampires. And the other thing I wanted to say too is like don't get discouraged because like I mentioned earlier, I think a lot of us like when we constantly run into these people who are not what we want in a partner when we start to question like okay my standards too high no our standards are not too high okay like i said life will test you god will test you to see if you're still 
willing to go back on your standards and discount your worth. Do not discount your worth. Set standards and stick to them. Be able to draw boundaries with people. Don't try to repaint red flags white. Don't try to justify someone's behavior. Don't try to turn a blind eye to bad qualities and take your time when it comes to dating. Really get to know that person. See them in different lights. See them at a dinner. See them out with their friends. See them in a club setting. See them with their family. You know, see them... When they're upset, see how they handle arguments. See like see them in different lights so that you can start really knowing that person because a lot of people don't expose themselves right off the bat. They're putting their best mask on and their best face forward and their best facade up and then you know, you jump into the relationship with that person, you put all your eggs in one basket and now three months into the relationship, you're realizing that that person isn't even the person that you met. It's a completely different person that was just basically faking a persona to you and isn't who they gen- who they, you know, portrayed themselves to be. So make sure that you're taking your time when it comes to dating. Don't just accept the first offer that's thrown your way. Make sure that you know, the decision that you're making, you know, to be in a relationship with someone is something that took time to develop and is something that you're not doing out of desperation and avoidance of your own problems, but because you feel that this person adds value to you and you add value to them and you guys are both capable of coming together and having a healthy and strong relationship and those take time to build you're not going to have something like that overnight. And so don't just jump at, you know what I mean? Like jump at whatever comes to you. Make sure that you're really weighing your options, that you're taking the time to date people and see what they have to offer and protecting your body, protecting your heart, protecting your mind, protecting your energy. And you'll be well off that way. And if a person isn't matching up with your vibe and you know, isn't making you feel valued or has you in a lane of confusion, no one to exit and no one to walk away from the situation. Don't let anybody play you like you're stupid because you're not stupid. Make sure that you go into the dating scene strong. Make sure you go into the dating scene knowing exactly what you want, what you're worth, and deal breakers. You know, those things are very important so that you're able to identify that when you, you know, are going on these dates or, you know, you're talking to people and having conversations. Not everyone deserves to even go on a first date with you. You know, sometimes the first conversation will reveal a lot if you go into there on your P's and Q's, knowing what you want, knowing what you expect and not settling and not being scared to say no thank you. So that concludes today's topic, but as I said earlier in the podcast, I did receive some email submissions for the advice segment, so I'm going to be jumping into that right now, and I'm so excited. So let's start with our first email. Hey love, I have been listening to your podcast, and man, it is so moving, and I really appreciate it. 
I just wanted to ask if in one of your episodes you can put where to find therapy. I have been trying to get into therapy and cannot find a right place or person. I hope you are able to get this and see it. I love you, girl, and thank you so much for what you do. I really appreciate it. I love you too, and I appreciate you for your support. It means a lot to me. But to answer your question... The first thing you want to do is search for therapists in your area and then once you find a couple that are in your area, go ahead and give them a call and see what type of insurance they take or if you're deciding to pay out of pocket what their rates are and then from there figure out what their availability is and when they can fit you in and decide whether that can, you know, Go with your own schedule that you have. And then once you get a few that are lining up as far as price or insurance and availability, go ahead and set up a couple sessions. Um, It took me about three to four therapists to find the therapist that I ended up being with for three years. So one thing I really want to stress to people is to not get discouraged. A lot of the time, the first therapist that you sit down with is not going to be a match. But... As you get comfortable with the idea that therapy is a journey and that you're going to eventually find the therapist that is best suited for you, it'll be a lot less pressure and I know that going into therapy can seem very nerve-wracking and it can take a lot to make that first step. Don't get discouraged if the first session that you sit down in you feel like you never want to do it again because I've definitely felt that way before and I'm so glad that I didn't give up because the therapist that I ended up going to for three years was the whole reason why I started my self-love journey and she impacted my life in such a positive way. So I would just inter- like I would just encourage you to basically act as if this is an interview. Go into these sessions and figure out if their vibe is what you like and what they have to say encourages you and uplifts you and speaks life into you. A lot of therapists are going to have different type of approaches, so you just need to find one that's, you know, suitable for you and exactly what you're going to therapy for, um, you know, what you're trying to accomplish with therapy. So, you'll know when you know. After my session with my longtime therapist, I ended up leaving that session feeling very empowered. I felt like she spoke life into me. I felt very positive. I just knew that I was making the right decision by choosing her as my therapist. So interview people and figure out who's best suited for you and don't get discouraged if it takes you a while to find the therapist that's suited for you because you will find it and it's going to be the best decision and the best Thing that you can do for yourself and moving forward in your self-love journey. Okay, so the second submission says, I just turned 28. I'm a single mom and the dad says he's in love with me, but cheats, is physically and mentally abusive. I got pregnant in the first month of meeting him. I don't know how to get away from him. I don't love him. I love the idea of a family for my daughter. But he has drained me completely and I'm at my lowest point and don't know what move to make. I'm tired of living the same day for the last four years. <sighs> That's very heavy. <laughs> um, I just want to say that I'm so sorry that you're going through this. Um, nobody deserves to go through this sort of situation and I know that having kids can further complicate situations and keep you a prisoner in a relationship for a lot longer than you need to be 
just for the sake of, as you said, you know, you want to have that family dynamic. Um, This is a little bit more difficult for me to speak on because I've never been through it. And so I guess the biggest thing or the biggest piece of advice that I could give you is to get away as soon as possible because anybody that is capable of putting their hands on you, cheating on you, and physically or not just physically but mentally abusing you as well is not a person that you even want to be trying to build a family with. Um, You know, your daughter deserves you or deserves to see you happy. You know, I, I think she's around four years old because you said that you've been dealing with the situation for the last four years. So I'm assuming that she's around, you know, the, the age of three or four. Um, and she's going to get to an age where eventually she's going to understand, you know, what the situation is and the type of dynamic that you and her father have. And that is very unhealthy. And if she sees you being physically harmed and she hears the arguments and, you know, the foul things that he says to you or she sees you crying and all those things, um, it's going to affect her in a way where when she gets older, she's going to think that that type of treatment is normal and acceptable and it's not. Um, So just for the sake of your daughter, I would say get out as soon as possible because she deserves to see her mother happy and you deserve to be genuinely happy. You don't deserve to be trapped in a relationship because you think that, you know, your daughter wants, you know, to have her mom and dad. Of course she wants to have her mom and dad, but, you know, think about if the roles were flipped. You know, if this was your mom going through the situation would you want her to stay for the sake of you having a family unit? Of course not. You would want your mom to get out and get far away as possible and work on herself and find happiness outside of a man because you're going to add a lot more value to your daughter by leaving a situation that is not serving you in any type of healthy way and that's going to make her view you in such a more powerful way when she's old enough to understand that her mom had the strength to leave a situation that was not healthy for her or you. So it's hard for me to speak on it because, again, I've never been through that, but that's the best piece of advice I can give you. Make an exit strategy. Figure out if you have options, whether you can stay with family until, you know, you kind of get on your feet and figure out what your next um, plan is or, you know, figure out what the X amount of money that you need to save up so that you can get a place of your own or whatever the situation might be. Just figure out how you can get away as soon as possible. I know you can. I believe in you. And I don't know you, but I'm praying for you because this is not a situation that I want to hear anybody in. So I'm so sorry that you're dealing with it and I'm sending love and my prayers your way, okay? Hey, you guys, that concludes today's episode of Cut the Shit. If you've made it this far in the episode, I just want to give a huge thank you to you and I appreciate your support and the love that you guys show me and I will see you in the next episode. Peace out. Cut the shit.